y'all. Hey, thank you so much for joining us virtually this morning. Um, on my way here, like water was up part of the way up my tires. We've had had several people, key people that wouldn't be able to make it this morning. And then just the fact that, you know, we want to keep you guys safe. And I know that it's not technically raining right now, but it's supposed to come back around again. So just to be safe, we wanted just to do church this way. Um, and so, hey, listen, here's what I'm going to ask you to do because sermons are participatory, right? That means you participate as well. And so in the comment section, make sure, like, if you agree with me, put amen. If you disagree with me, you can put, disagree with you, Pastor Derek, and that would be perfectly okay, but I'm super excited to be able to share this final message of the gospel series message with you. And uh, so here's what we've talked about in this gospel, gospel song series is that our gospel song is our life of worship. That it's not just about singing songs. It's not just about it's not just about um, um, coming in here and and raising our hands. But it's a, about how we live our lives. And in week one, we said that that our lives should match our lips. Right? That our our view of the gospel determines what comes out of our mouth or out of our lives. Right? Because if you have a small view of the gospel, then your worship, your life of worship, your gospel song is going to be. Small. In week two, we said that we, that we can't forget where we stand because oftentimes, even when we turn our backs, much like the people of Israel, it, when, in, the, in the story of, of the pro, Elijah and the prophets of Baal, they were still standing in the promise that God had given them. They were still standing on the very ground God had, 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 had given them. And they had just, for, they had just forgotten because we have to remember. We have to continually remember and, what, how, and how we can remember is we have to sacrifice. We have to let go of those things that we hold most tightly. We said that in the, the essence of worship is sacrifice, giving of what we hold most tightly. And then we said that because of, because of, Jesus, because of Jesus accepting us, even in our, in our failure, we can say bye-bye to shame and bye-bye to guilt because oftentimes uh, our shame and our guilt it doesn't allow us to live, live a life of worship. It doesn't allow us to live in a, in a, way, in a way that's joyful and, 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 and glorifies God because we're holding on to shame and guilt, much like the woman who touched the hem of Jesus' garment and was healed. For years, you remember, she, she, for 12 years she had an issue of blood and she would have been considered nasty, unwanted, unworthy. No one loved her. She, could, she couldn't be in, like even her being in the, in the square there where Jesus was with all those people was breaking a law. But she said, if I could just get to Jesus, I know that I will be healed. And not only was she healed physically from her issue of blood, but she was healed from her shame and her, of her guilt. And she was, felt accepted for the first time in 12 years when Jesus looked down at her and said, daughter. And then last week we talked about a life of worship, our gospel song, to allow our gospel song to play loud, is that we have to reinvest our miracles. We have to reinvent, you have to reinvest your miracle because God has done so much for you, even if it's just dying on the cross and saving your sin, that's enough to reinvest our time, our talent, and our treasure. Right? We have, it's time for us to reinvest so that we can see the kingdom of God advance. And here's, here's what, what we've got to know this morning, on this rainy morning, when we wonder if, if it's ever going to stop raining. Oftentimes, I wonder if we feel, and even in this moment, you're listening there, sitting in your PJs, and you're wondering, is this attack that's in my life ever going to end? 
Is it ever going to end? When you choose to live out your gospel song, if you're living out your gospel song, your life of worship, you're going to come under attack. Like this morning, the enemy is trying to fight you so much. The last thing the enemy wants you to do is to live a joyful life. But our Father in Heaven wants you to know this this morning, and it's this, is that today's attack can become tomorrow's advantage. Today's attack, what you're, how you're feeling attacked today, can, can become tomorrow's advantage. As we speak, the enemy is at war with your soul. He's trying to get past the line. He's doing whatever he can to distract you from letting the gospel song play. And it's time for us to say, let's go. Let's fight. Because we've allowed the enemy into our families. We've allowed him to creep into our jobs. We've allowed him to infiltrate our relationship. And it's time to throw down. It's time to throw down. That's the title for this morning. If you're taking notes, sitting there in your PJs, the title this morning is It's Time to Throw Down. We're going to look at a story of some of our friends who, much like us, are under attack. They're under attack from an enemy that, that's just over the horizon. Like maybe you're sitting here, this, sitting there this morning, and you're, you, you feel like you, you feel the, the attack coming. You, you're trying to live your life of worship, you're trying to let your gospel song play, play out loud. And you feel that attack. You feel like the enemy's coming after you. And I don't know much about like about war or strategies of war, but logically, I say that you you've got to gather some generals, right? You've got to you got you got to plan. You got to assemble troops. You got to check weapons. You got to gather supplies. But our friends of the story that we're going to look at today, they do something a little bit different. They they do something a little bit different. And, and listen listen to this story. It starts off by saying in Second Chronicles. Uh, chapter 20, verse 1, listen to what our friends say. After this, the armies of the Moabites, Ammonites, and some of the Menunites declared war on Jehoshaphat. How would you like to grow up with that name? Jehoshaphat. Right? Number 2, verse 2. Messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army from Edom is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. They are already at Hazanon tomorrow. This was another name for in Gedi. And Jehoshaphat, verse 3, was terrified by the news and begged the Lord for guidance. He was terrified, y'all. Maybe some of you are sitting here terrified about the attack that's coming in your life. But he said he also declared everyone in Judah to, to begin fasting. They seek, he was terrified. He seeked the Lord. And it goes on to say, So the people from all the, all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. See, sometimes we, we get so trapped in the fear and the attack. Maybe you're going through something right now and, you, and you're, you're fearful of what, what the outcome is going to be. And it's okay to be a little bit scared, but oftentimes we forget the words of Jesus, don't we? The words of Jesus that, and that we don't, maybe, maybe you've never heard these words of Jesus before. Jesus has just sent seven, this, what we're going to, look at, we're going to look at for a second, is that Jesus just, just has just sent 70 people out on mission, and they come back. So he sent 70 of his followers at the time out on mission, and he come, they come back and listen to this story. It's so cool. It says, and, and our friend Luke records, records this for us, okay? 
our friend Luke says this in chapter 10, starting in verse 17, he says, When the 70 missionaries returned to Jesus, they were ecstatic with joy. Why? Telling him, Lord, even the demons obeyed us when we, when we commanded them in your name. In whose name? Jesus. Type Jesus in the comment section. Listen to what Jesus replied. This is, this is incredible. You ready? Jesus replied, while you were ministering, while you were living out your gospel song, while you were living your life of worship, I watched Satan topple until he fell suddenly from heaven like a, light, like a lightning to the ground. In verse 19, it says this. this these are, listen to Jesus' words here. This is awesome. Now you understand that I have imparted to you all my authority to trample over his kingdom. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will be able to harm you as you walk in this authority. Y'all, if people were sitting in here today, I bet somebody would have stood up and shouted. You with me? So you can write shout in the comment section if you want to. Right now, you have the authority of Jesus in you that when those that enemy attacks, when you're feeling that terrified, when, you, when you're living in fear because the attack that you're in, because you're living out your gospel song, Jesus says you have the authority to step on Satan's head. That is some incredible news. This fear that you have today of the enemy's attack is already under your feet. Our friend Paul wrote to the, to the church at Rome, he says this, and, and the God of peace will swiftly pound Satan to a pulp under your feet. And the wonderful favor of the Lord Jesus will surround you. And here, so here's the deal. The, in, the enemy you fear today will be your song of triumph tomorrow. You can defeat the enemy today, that attack that you're coming under because you're trying to live that life that's that, that life that's found in Christ, that gospel song, you're trying to live it out. The enemy's attack you, attacking you, and you don't know what to do. You're a little bit scared. And here's Jesus telling you, and here's our friend Paul reminding us that the enemy, enemy and his attack is under your feet. We are more than conquerors, the Bible says. So we can, step, we can step out. We can step out in faith. But what is the first thing our friends did? when they heard or seen that, there was, that they were under attack, that there was an army coming, is they sought after God. We, we, they sought after God. So how, how do we fight the attack when we're worshiping, our, when, we're, when we're living out our gospel song? Is we throw down by seeking the face of God first. We throw down by seeking the face of God first. Like I wonder how many times we try to do other things first, right? Before we seek God. We throw down by seeking the face of God. Let's keep going on and see what Jehoshaphat does. You ready? In verse 5 of Second Chronicles 20 it says this. Jehoshaphat stood before the community of Judah and Jerusalem. In front of the new courtyard at the temple of the Lord. He prayed, O Lord, God of our ancestors. You alone are the God who is in heaven. You are ruler of all kingdoms of earth. I'm going to pause right there just for a second to say, when someone in the Old Testament prays and they say, oh Lord God of our ancestors, it's not just them proclaiming who God is. It's a reminder for those hearing the prayer of, of God's faithfulness in the past. So they're calling back to memory all the stories they heard growing up of how faithful God was. Oh Lord God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. 
You are powerful and mighty, and no one can stand against you. Our God, oh our God, did you not drive out those who lived in this land when your people Israel arrived? And did you not give the land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? Your people settled here and built this temple to honor your name. Verse 9 says this, they say, it says, they said, whenever, whenever we are faced with, with calamity, such as war, plague, or famine, we, we can come and stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored. We can cry out to save, to, to save us, and you will hear, hear us and rescue us. Isn't it crazy that we serve a God who hears us and listens to us and wants to hear from us when we cry out? We serve a God who hears us. All these other phony gods that's out there in the world who are so separated from, from their followers. We have a God who's right there with us, stands by our side, is waiting for us to call on Him. He wants to help you. That's an amazing, amazing thought this morning. But we've got to keep going. And now, we see what, what the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir are doing. You would not let our ancestors invade those nations when Israel left Egypt. So if you go back in history, when, when Israel was in, taking, taking the land, taking the promised land, God told them not to attack those people, not to, not to do anything with those people. Listen, so, he's get, so, so Jehoshaphat is getting a little, bit, a little bit annoyed with God right here. Like, you remember, you told us not to attack them. Now look what they're doing to us. So, so, so it goes on to say, so they went around, so, so they went around them and did not destroy them. Now listen, this is, this, is, this is Jehoshaphat humor right here, all right? You ready? It says, now see how they reward us? Like, what, why couldn't we just handle this then? For they have come to throw us out of your land, which you gave us as an inheritance. Verse 12, oh, our God, won't you stop them? But he's seeking God. He's saying, God, will you stop them right now? We are powerless against the mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. We are looking to you for help. Many of us are in the middle of an attack right now. And like the end of this prayer, you're saying to yourself, I'm powerless against what's coming against me. Derek, I feel, I feel like I can't get past this. I can't move forward with this. I don't, I, like there's no way I can face this. Can you help me out, Derek? Can you give me some? Can you give me some encouragement to get past this? And my answer is no, because you're right. You are powerless against the attack that's, that you're in right now. You are no match for the war you are facing. But guess what? The war is no match for God. The war is no match for God. You know how I know this? What's this? What's this? Verse twenty. Verse 13, chapter 20, it says this. As the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, wives and children. Can you imagine giving them hearing this news right here in front of their like five-year-old kid? I mean, there's people coming to kill us? Yeah, that's probably not good parenting. Keep Leave your kids at home at a war cry, okay? The Spirit of the Lord, so while they were waiting with all their families, the Spirit of the Lord came upon one of, one of the men standing there. His name was Jehazel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, son of Jael, son of Matania, a Levite who was a descendant of Asaph. Verse 15 said, he said and this is what it, this guy said, the guy who they just give a huge lineage to. 
Right? He said this. He said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen, O King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. And I love, this, I love these, these next four words because no matter how many times people say these words, it, it doesn't work. Do not be afraid. Are you kidding me? There's an army coming. Like they're on the horizon. We can smell their campfire. They're coming. He says, do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. I'm going to pause right here for a second. I want you to know that that attack that you're feeling right now, that attack that's coming at your life, that battle that you feel like you're in, guess what? It's not about you. It's never been about you. Never. This war that's raging in your soul, this war that's, that, that, that has encompassed you is not about you. It's actually a war between, between our enemy Satan and our Father in heaven. It's never been about you. His attack on you is to get to the Father. The great news is, the great news is, for this, this battle is not yours to fight. In fact, he's about to tell us to do something that goes against all kind of war planning. You ready? Tomorrow, he says, march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Aziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeruel. But you will not even need to fight, it says. Take your possession, take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. Watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. And I didn't put this in the notes section on the computer, but here's the crazy thing that, that this man tells the people of Israel. He says, when you go out there, take your positions and just stand. You mean you don't want us to, you don't want us to shoot? You don't want us to pull our bows back? You don't want us to throw some javelins? No, he said, just stand and watch what the Lord does. But he also tells us to do something. Because you remember, they just prayed that God intervened, that God, do, that, that God moves in a certain way, that, God, that God, God, can you do something about it? And the, the word from the Lord says, after they prayed for an intervention, you mean I still have to go face it? We still have to go out to the, to the army that's attacking us? We still have to go out to battle? Yes. You, yes, you do. You still have to face that attack in your life. Because you can't defeat what you don't face. If you're taking notes, write that down. You can't defeat what you don't face. Because to see a victory, you may have to defeat what's in front of you. But here's the great news. You won't have to do it alone. You won't have to do it alone. You can't defeat what you don't face. But when you face those things that you can't defeat on your own, you are not alone. In fact, watch watch this. Keep reading this story. The king Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground. And all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. They worshiped the Lord, even though they didn't know the outcome of what the battle was going to be. All they were told was, go out there, take your positions, and just stand. They worshiped. Then the Levites from the clans of of Kohath and Korah stood to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud shout, because he always prays. You always worship. You always worship, even in the midst of trouble. Early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. 
On the way, on the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, "Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God." He's reminding them of what the man said yesterday. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in His prophets, and you will succeed. Why? Like, why did the king remind the people? Of the previous day's events, because oftentimes when we're in in an attack, when we're when we're by ourselves, when 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 we feel all alone, and that we feel like we're under attack, often the real enemy is the bat is the battle in, with the inner me. Often the real enemy in battle is is the inner me, because remember he's already said we can the enemy is under our feet. But it's in our minds and our hearts that we get so defeated sometimes. We get so defeated and, and, and we, we, we ruin ourselves because we, we feel like we can't make it. But listen, listen what this next verse says. So after consulting the people, after he told them, after he told them what they were going to do, they remember what the man said yesterday, we're going to go ahead and take our positions, we're going to stand firm, we're going to trust God. That this is the outcome is going to be good. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising Him. And this is what they sang: "Give thanks to the Lord; His faithful love endures forever." They worshipped as they walked toward the battle. They worshipped as they walked in the valley. We have to keep our song playing. We have to keep our gospel song playing. We celebrate on the way to where we're going. We celebrate on the way to where we're going because we believe that the battle is already won. This attack that's in your life, when we're singing our gospel song and we're being attacked, when we're living a life of worship and we're feeling attacked, we celebrate along the way. You want to know why? Because if we don't worship in the valley, our praise on the mountain has no value. If we're not willing to trust God here in this valley, if we're not willing to trust God in the valley, y'all. How can we say we praise Him on the mountain? We celebrate on the way to where we're going. Because if we don't worship in the midst of an attack, it means nothing. You want to know what happens next? If you do, put yes in the comment section. Okay, I don't know if people are putting stuff in there or not, but it's gonna, I'm going to go ahead and read it anyways because I'm excited about it. Verse 23, well 22, it says this. At the very moment they begin to sing and give praise, while they're in the valley on their way to battle, in the midst of an attack, when, the, when they're just over, over the ridge, y'all, at the very moment they begin to sing and give praise, as they continue to live out a life of worship, as we continue our gospel song, this is what happens. The Lord calls the armies of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves, causing confusion, y'all. Because when we live, like Satan doesn't understand that when we're, when we're going through hell and we keep living a life of worship, look at the story of Job, y'all. When we, it, it confuses our enemy. It confuses them. It caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to, to fight among themselves. The armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies from Mount Seir and killed every one of them. And after they had destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, 
All they saw were dead bodies laying on the ground as far as they could see. He goes on to say, not a single one of the enemy had escaped. Not a single one of your enemies had escaped. The enemy can escape your gospel song. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. And verse 25 says, King Jehoshaphat and his men went to gather the plunder. They found a vast amount of equipment, clothing, and other valuables more than they could carry. There was so much plunder that it took them three days just to collect it all. If we keep our gospel song playing during the battle we're in, we will receive unexpected blessings in unlikely places. We will receive unexpected blessing in unlikely places. When you're in the middle of an attack, don't give up. Don't quit singing that gospel song because it'll 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 confuse the enemy. It'll give you it'll 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 give you like on the outside. Your breakthrough is on the other side of you keeping on, keeping on. There's an old song. When you're going through hell, don't back down. The devil might not even know you're there. You know? Keep fighting. Keep throwing down. Keep living out that gospel song. Because as long as you live that gospel song, you're going to be under attack. You're going to be under attack. But it says, stand. Seek the face of God. And allow your gospel song to keep keep playing for the world to hear. Don't back down. Keep fighting. Face, face what you need to change. And I love you guys. Let's pray. Dear God, we want to thank you so much for this morning, even though it's a rainy morning, God, that you, even though when we're under attack, when we feel like we're all alone, you said the battle that you're going through is not even yours, it's mine. And I'm going to win this battle for you, but you still have to face the truth. You still have to face reality. You still have to face, face, face it. But I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to take care of it. You do what you're supposed to keep doing. Now I pray for the hearts that are listening to this whether it be this on this rainy morning or on this on this rainy day or 10 years from now, God, that they will keep fighting their battles, that they will understand that Satan is under our feet and no attack can defeat us because we have God on our side. God, I pray all this in your name. Amen. Hey, before we log out of here, hey, don't forget, this week is a big, this next week is a big week. Not only do we have Easter Sunday, y'all, which is really what we celebrate every Sunday. We celebrate resurrection, not religion, right? That's why we worship on Sundays, because Jesus resurrected on Sundays. You ready? And then, but also, Good Friday service. Don't miss it. Be here at 630. Invite a friend. If you invite a friend, you get a high five and a hug from me. Okay? Be there. Be square. See you at 630 Friday. Bye.